Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up, baby? Nothing, nothing. What's up with you? Uh, having a good time, hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a good day. Yep. Had a good week. Yep. It's been, it's been hard. It's been... Um, Difficult at times, but it's been good. I, okay. I, I really think that I can see, uh, and sometimes I can't see it. It's always there, but you know, it's hard to see sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That you know, that God is good, and uh, He gives us the strength to to endure and uh, even to do well. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited for hmm. this week wrapping up and uh, what's going to be happening this weekend. Yeah, it's been a good okay. week overall. All right, that's good. What that's about good. you? Uh, it's been a good week. It's been fine. Um, I shared with Joe earlier today. That uh, had some meetings today. Oh, yeah. You sent me photos. Sent me photos. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy will be in a meeting with like these accountants. It's a high-level meeting. There's a lot of money at stake. And he's, he's shooting me photos of people who have these looks on their faces like their life is about to end. Well, in that, in that case, it was true. <laughs> because I was listening to my – like, here's the thing. My dad is a pretty busy guy. That's just the reality of it. He has uh, a lot of suntanning to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he's got how many companies? Like a lot of companies. Exactly. He's got a lot of things going on. But he but needs to work the suntan. He's got exactly. And my dad is always traveling. He's always traveling for business, and he's always trying to do all these things. And so, uh, my dad does not waste any time. Does not appreciate time wasted. It, that's it. He puts a high premium on his time. And so, you know, right away, you know, the guy's just kind of looking and. Uh, and somebody does it. All right, fine. I'm gonna waste your time. You ain't gonna waste mine. <laughs> and the dude was visibly shaking. So why was he shaking? Was he, was he got well, rattled? Because, oh, my dad just went at like he just like. So when you say blah 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 blah, there's a lot of there's like some intensity there. There's intensity. It wasn't like my dad like my dad asked me tonight like was I rude? I was like no. You laid out a case of their mistakes and the issues that it's causing. Uh, us. There was nothing wrong with what you said. Your dad got real. My dad got real. He got straight to the point and pretty much was like, man, if you can't handle this, you got to let me know because I'll find somebody else because I ain't playing around no more. You ain't playing with me like this. And he's like, just tell me. Just tell me you ain't got time. Don't waste my time. I won't waste yours. Just tell me. And the dude was just like, he, didn't know what, he just didn't know what to do. He's just like, he thought the meeting was something. I think the guy thought this meeting was something else. He thought he was going to get a high five. But I, thought, he got I think a little, he thought like, got a swat. Here, here comes an attaboy. And my dad's like, backhand. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but here's the thing. It, there's the, my dad is a very intense guy. Uh, but I have learned, I mean, obviously because I grew up in that environment with him, that his intensity it's just pa- it's like it's a passion. He's never really yelling at you, so I've never kind of came away thinking he's just yelling. Yeah, he's, he's not just, yelling at no, me. No, he's not yelling at me. He's actually I've learned he yells. He's yelling through me to somebody else. Is, and I've actually told that to Joe Listen, a few times. I, I have heard some phone calls with your dad where the volume, even though the phone is up by your ear, I can hear it across the room. And I know, I, but the thing is, I don't get upset. He's not yelling. He's not at yelling you. at me. He's, he's yelling, yelling through, through you me to somebody else that he's Who's having a conversation there? with. He's like, <laughs> Anyways, uh, the pictures are but, awesome. But I am the buffer. I'm the buffer. And yeah, and then Joe and I start. I showed my dad all those. Yeah, my, of course. Uh, Joe started. Uh, I like, might have, I might doctoring have. up the photos well, with know, his you iPad me the pencil. Photos, you know what I mean? 
And my dad just couldn't stop laughing with the mustache you gave the guy. <laughs> he just, my dad just started going. I might have put a famous preacher's head on that guy. <laughs> I might have done some stuff. <laughs> my dad's like, what the? What? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> so anyways, yes, my day was good. My dad's day was good. Because uh, he got Some, out of the Somebody system. did not have a good day oh. in, in that office. Oh, I don't want to say his name <laughs> because uh, there's other people from his firm that listen to the podcast. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But if you want to see some funny pictures, email joethorn at gmail. No, don't put those photos up. <laughs> what are we talking about today, man? <laughs> We're going to be talking about traditionalism. Now, that sounds really boring. Mm. And people here like, what are talking about? wait, what? What is tradi- traditionalism? We're gonna well, talk- traditionalism, the, the art of... Uh, W- women wearing head covering, okay, long skirts. I like that you call them. Uh, and we will not. Uh, there's no movies. There's no dancing. Right. Um, Def birth controls out for sure. Exactly. All so, forms. So we. Uh, that's that's what we're going to talk about today. The uh, traditional. I, I'm pretty I, sure. I'm pretty sure when we talked about talking about traditionalism, we were referring to a theological perspective mm. that is within the Southern Baptist Convention. That's what you want to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about. Well then. Talk away, you good sir. You need to readjust I am, your I'm mind because you I am are ready. all about culottes and all that stuff that those homeschoolers wear. Um, and th- hey, I, we homeschool, so give me. I'm about to say I've never seen your kids wear that. Oh no, my kids are cool. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> my family's real. We ain't weird. Um, all right, so tr- who are the traditionalists? Uh, tradition traditionalists are a group of people within the Southern Baptist Convention. Yes. And before you tune out, uh, we're mm-hmm. still going to have fun. Don't worry about it. Um, traditionalists are a group of people in the Southern Baptist Convention. As far as I can tell, there's maybe 1,200 of them. And, uh, but they are a group of people. Sorry, are you, are you saying as far as you can tw- say 1,200 because there's only 1,200 signatures? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Keep yeah. going. I'm not going to count them as traditionalists if they don't oh, sign fair some enough. kind of no, I just want, I just want to make sure we're, talking, we're on the same page and on the same level. Keep so, going. So traditionalists are a group of people in the Southern Baptist Convention who affirm a specific theological perspective that is decidedly anti-Calvinistic, and um, they are becoming an increasingly vocal movement Mm -hmm. within our convention that is concerned about the growth and the influence of Calvinism in our convention. That's who I would say traditionalists are. Okay, I mean, they've always had a voice, but you're you're saying Well, I don't know if they've always had a voice, because I think of them as a relatively new movement. Uh, I'm, what you can't just, see is Joe has a look on his face. I've got a look on my face mm-hmm. because I wasn't expecting that comment from Joe. Well, what do you – I look uh, – Especially because they, they claim <laughs> – The traditionalists? Yes. They, the traditionalists claim to have a historical precedent. Within mm-hmm. the SBC. Right. So we're going to link to this in the article. And listen, we've got some friends. Uh, not really. But we've got, I'm just saying that. We've got some friends. Yeah, we in do. The we tradition. have some listeners that are no, traditionalists. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, about to say, I'm yeah, don't playing. say that because there are some uh, There are some very charitable here's traditionalists cool. that have been listening to the podcast. Like Pastor Rick. <laughs> I was thinking of other individuals. Uh, listen, here's the truth. We've got Methodist, Arminian, non-Calvinist. We've got all exactly. kinds of people that listen to the podcast. We, you know that we love you. Exactly. If you're a jerk, and we see you if as if brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're a jerk, we love you because Jesus tells us we have to. No, but, but most of you are cool. Like Our listeners yeah. are cool because we can laugh at ourselves. Exactly. We can all disagree. So um, there is a statement on the traditional mm-hmm. Southern Baptist understanding of God's plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. Now, when they say that, it's, uh, it's the traditional Southern Baptist understanding. It sort of begs the question. 
Like, uh, are, is, is, is this the traditional Southern Baptist understanding? Is, or, is this what is dominant? Is this historic? Is this what yeah. came first? It sort of begs the question. Or is this the modern understanding? Is it the modern? Is it the modern dom- traditionalism? I don't know. Is it even the dominant understanding? Now, they will claim that this is the dominant perspective among Southern Baptists today. But wouldn't, well, hold on though. I, but when they haven't, I've thought I've seen studies that only 30% of, uh, mm-hmm. Churches or nope. members? Nope. How would you say thirty percent? Thirty percent at the last study that I saw. Okay, thirty uh, percent of graduates from seminaries, some seminaries, affirm all five points. Okay, so that that doesn't that's not necessarily saying the convention as a whole. We're just saying the the graduates, graduates, and that says nothing about what actual churches believe or understand gotcha. or can articulate. Okay. I Here, just want to make sure we're clear on we're right. Cause right, there's right. a lot of different studies. There's a lot of different, uh, words or terminology. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. things that are brought into it. We need to make sure we're very clear on certain stats. Right. So, uh, in the preamble of this statement, mm-hmm. it says the precipitating issue for this statement is the rise of a movement called New Calvinism Calvinism, uh, among Southern Baptists. Uh, The young, restless, and reformed. This movement is committed to advancing in the churches an exclusively Calvinistic understanding of salvation characterized by an aggressive insistence on the doctrines of grace, also called TULIP, also called the Five Points of Calvinism, also called the Canons of Dort, and to the goal of making Calvinism the central Mm -hmm. Southern Baptist position on God's plan of salvation. Now, I'm going to stop right there and say... I don't remember at any point ever hearing from you or other Calvinists or like within the SBC. We pretty much know a lot of Calvinists in the Southern I know, but I've never heard anyone no. say, we need to make this the dominant theme in so the So you're going to call uh, Powell? I, <laughs> I stopped. I, I didn't know what you were going to say. I was like, uh, well, what would uh, I say? Uh, <laughs> All right. I, so, yeah. That's I'm, just, this I'm just saying, I, prove it. Yeah, like I, absolutely. I think I think I, I think uh, there that this is not now. Listen, uh, that's a pr- th- thing is here. That's a pretty bold, and that's a pretty uh, pointed statement and claim to make. Right, saying that there's a group within the SBC that is trying to take it over. Now, listen. Uh, on the one hand, he's talking about this being a very very small minority. Uh, if it is a real minority, then there is no danger of this ever happening. But uh, I know a lot of the leaders who are Calvinistic, and yeah, yeah. what they want is a convention that is broad and healthy. Absolutely. And, the uh, Reagan Big Tent. Uh, okay. Um, so, oh, yeah. See, you know so, what? See, that's how much learned I am than you. But continue. That's how, that's how much learned I yeah. am than you. <laughs> exactly. Your <laughs> grammar uh, seems to be falling a bit behind. But okay. Marmy Military Academy. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Catholics. All right, so... <laughs> the Benedictine monks, they taught me well. So one of the things that they say in the preamble here is that uh, we propose that what most Southern Baptists believe about salvation can be rightly called traditional Southern Baptist soteriology. Soteriology is the doctrine of salvation. It can be called traditional Southern Baptist soteriology which should be understood in distinction to Calvinistic soteriology. They are claiming here yeah, yeah. that the majority of Southern Baptists agree with them and, and what they're going to articulate, right? That's pretty that, clear. That's what I'm seeing here, yeah. All right. Then it says, while and this, I'm skipping a lot of this, I'm just highlighting a few things. Oh, while yeah. some earlier Baptist confessions were shaped by Calvinism, the clear trajectory of the Baptist faith and message since 1925 is away from Calvinism. 
So let's talk about okay. a couple things here. Well, here, I want to just start with this. When did the convention start? 1845. So how could you claim to be the traditionalist when you say that in 1925 it's swayed away? <laughs> okay. Right. It's, it's a good question. Now, listen, they got to pick a name. Everybody's got to pick a name for their team. No one's right? going to say. They want, they're not going to call themselves like the Hornets. <laughs> they're not going to call themselves like the Rams. They got to come up with some name. I love how you picked like two names that you've heard in the sports. Hornets, at- basketball. Good job. All right. Rams, football. Where'd you see the Hornets? I've never seen them. I know, but where'd you get the name? I, I, I feel like it. you just saw that recently. No, I, I just remember seeing it. it recently. No, I just pulled it. All right, good. Keep going. No, I don't know. So um, it's not like they, they call themselves the, the water buffaloes. Oh, good job. Good okay. job. See? Uh Maybe they should have gone with something like uh, the manatees. I don't know. I'm just saying. They, they could have gone with a lot of different names. They mm-hmm. chose traditional um, because they view it. They really do view this as the traditional view. So they're not. But not traditional from the sense of when it began. Well, I think traditional an, since 1925. It's an inaccurate term. Okay. I, I, I just want to make sure we're, we're defining our terms. Yeah, we've got to define our terms. So 1845, when the Southern Baptist Convention started, the vast majority of, I would say all of them, were Reformed Baptists. They mm-hmm. were all strict Calvinists. They were five-point Calvinists. They were so confessional 80, Calvinists. So 80 years after the start of the convention is when the sway began in the BFNM. Well, it's funny because the Baptist Faith and Message, or as we like to call it, the BFNM, uh, was, the first one was written in 1925, but that's not the first statement of faith that Southern Baptists wrote. No. So we were using the Second London Confession, yep. which then became the Philadelphia Confession and the Charleston Confession. But then we had, in 1859, the Abstract of Principles. That was the yep. first Southern Baptist penned. By Beyonce. No, by Boyce. Beyonce. Boyce. All right, Boyce. Beyonce says what? Boyce. Said, um, and that is clearly a Calvinistic statement of faith. That is what we use at Redeemer Fellowship. Absolutely, yep. Now, um, in 1925, you have the Baptist Faith and Message, which, on the one hand, mentions no sense, no mention, does not mention democratic propos, uh, uh, pr- principles upon which congregations are to operate. They, they was more elder. It mentions a plurality of elders. Okay. But it does have a wonky view of regeneration oh. and a vague view. And by wonky, I'm sorry. It does have a non-Calvinistic view of regeneration, and it has um, – what else was I saying? I don't even remember. You just said regeneration. So it, it, so it has a – a, oh, yeah, it has a vague view of election. That's what I was going to say. Okay, gotcha. So um, sure, the trajectory of the Baptist faith and message in 1925 seems to be away from some aspects of Calvinism. Okay. But then once you start getting into the 69, I think it is, or the 63 – uh, I think it's the 69. And then the 2000, we have a decidedly Calvinistic view of regeneration stating very clearly clearly that regeneration So let's just, let's just be faith. charitable and say 2000. Okay. All right. We're just going to be charitable and say that. So for the first 80 years, the convention was Calvinistic. And then, yeah. for, and then for 75 years, it swayed away. And then it went back again is what you're telling me. All right, it's not even that, because I'm going I'm to pull this up. You're right, thinking maybe go. it's 60? Yeah, it's 63. All right, I just All right. Want, I'm trying to be charitable and say 2,000. Okay, so um, scriptures, God, man, God's purpose of grace, the church, baptism, Lord, stuff, education. It would be great if we prepared for these things. Well, I'm, I just brought it up. That's good. That's no, enough. no, no, I think so. You're good. You got it. You got right, it. Keep going. I, I want you to back up what you're about to say. All right, man, I got to like scroll. 1925. 63. Okay, 25. This is all great podcasts right here. Okay, here we go. Salvation. Go. Here we go. 
All right, so here is the 19, uh, was it 25? Yep, go. Yeah. Here's what it says about regeneration. Regeneration, or the new birth, is a change of heart wrought by the Holy Spirit, whereby we become partakers of the divine nature, and a holy disposition is given, all this is good, leading to the love and practice of righteousness. It is a work of God's free grace conditioned upon faith in Christ and made manifest by the fruit which we bring forth to the glory of God. So in in the 63, it looks like faith precedes regeneration. Yes. You exercise your free will and your faith, and that is the occasion upon which you are born again. And sorry, you say 63, it looks like that? Or Uh, 25? 25. Sorry. Now, when you go to the 63. Okay. It says, regeneration or the new birth is a work of God's grace, whereby believers become new creatures in Christ Jesus. It is a change of heart wrought by the Holy Spirit through the conviction of sin to which the sinner responds mm. in repentance towards faith, in repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that sounds like regeneration precedes faith. It is crystal clear that regeneration precedes faith in the 63 and, of course, in the 2000, it's worded the same. So, so what you're saying then is, do the math. So for the first 80 years, mm-hmm. it was Calvinistic. Yep. And then at 25 to 63, whatever that is, third. I'm looking at my fingers. I can't do the math. Twenty. Th- Jimmy's using his fingers. I am using my fingers. Whatever. Twenty-eight. Let's say thirty. Let's just say thirty. All right. Thirty years. I like a round. For for thirty years, it, it swayed. Confessionally, there was a sway. Sure. Okay, and then went back. <laughs> it looks like it. And then from 63 to today. So how a, does one call themselves a traditionalist if you're only for 30 years? All right. It, it, well, and maybe part of why they're saying the traditional view, um, it, it's, it's, it is a view among Southern Baptists. It's been with Baptists historically okay, yeah, for a time. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's in the mix. Yeah. Maybe they're calling it traditional because it is what they believe to be the dominant view. But how could it be the dominant if the BF&M and everything that you stood for and that you began – was one direction because the whole issue that they have is soteriology. So that's what we got to focus on when you say, if you're going to call yourself traditionalist, you're calling yourself that because of your stance on soteriology. Right. And, and, and realistically, um, I understand that most, most churches, regardless of their denomination, most churches are made up of members that are not, um, that do not have a very detailed soteriology. Yeah. They haven't gone to school. They haven't studied the yeah, they systematic didn't get, they theology. Didn't get the privilege that a lot of us have had, right, to so, study these things in depth. And so they they will not identify as Calvinist or Arminian or traditionalist because they haven't maybe read a bunch of articles or books or whatnot. Well, I also think because we've had such terrible examples in teaching. Well, that's true as well. As well, right? Like we've had some abuse when it comes to yeah. this. So theological theological churches, whether they are, are more traditionalist, Arminian, or Reformed, yep. they tend to articulate themselves well. But most aren't articulating themselves well, and so they they you, we have to conclude that their theology is reflected in the confessions. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's really the only place we have to go. Now, why are they writing this? Why are they pushing hard for a, this traditional view? Uh, they say it's because of new Calvinism. Now, that's kind of a... I mean, there's you don't like that term. I, well, new new, Calvin, new Calvinism is a fine term to speak about the 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 growth of Calvinism among uh, younger people mm-hmm. who are not yet confessionally oriented. I um, like how you make that distinction right who, there. Uh, you know, like I've been reformed for twenty something years. I've been you know uh, adhered to the sixteen eighty nine with very few exceptions uh, all this time. So. Um, 
They, here's what they say. New Calvinism presents us with a duty and yep. an opportunity to more carefully express what is generally believed by Southern Baptists about generally. salvation. They can't prove it. It is no longer helpful to identify ourselves with how many points of convergence we have with Calvinism. So what they want to do is they want to say, this is what we're about. We yep. always, we were known for speaking against Calvinism, which is true. They yep. don't like Calvinism. So now we're going to tell you what we're about. The problem Well, at is, the same time, though, sharing what they're against. Yeah, listen. Which well, is not, nothing wrong with that. It's no, okay it's fine. to say, it's fine. here's what I'm for and here's what I'm against. But almost all of their againsts are not against liberalism, but they're against Calvinism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is, they are very much against Calvinism. Their affirmations and denials almost always, but not always, center so on Calvinism. Give, give us an example in Article 1. Article 1 is on the gospel. It says, we affirm that the gospel is the good news. I like this. Mm-hmm. That God has made a way of salvation through the life, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for any person. Mm-hmm. This is in keeping with God's desire for every person to be saved. Okay. Okay. Don't. It doesn't really say what saved from what. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, there's just, not, saying, yeah, like, just okay. saying you're just saying salvation. You're not saying life, death, and resurrection. That's gold. That's yep. really good of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, but you got to say salvation from what? Salvation from condemnation, from hell, from God's justice. Uh, I mean, yeah, grace yeah. isn't mentioned. I don't know. It's it's a little. I feel like it's a little muddy. But okay, or but, weak. We could just say weak. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I'm trying. Then it says we deny that only a select few are capable of responding to the gospel, while the rest are predestined to an eternity in hell. Okay, so they're rejecting something that they think is Calvinism. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's entirely untrue, but it doesn't really tell the whole picture. Yeah, it's right a very, the, it's right a very yeah, it's a very like general understanding without actually clarifying clearly yeah what the position is right. So okay, uh, clearly Calvinism, they, their view of Calvinism is is in sight here. What about uh, Article Two? Article Two, we affirm that because of the fall of Adam, every person inherits a nature and environment inclined towards sin, and that right. every person who is capable of moral action will sin. That's good. Now. Each person's sin alone brings the wrath of a holy God, oh. broken fellowship with him, ever worsening selfishness and destructiveness, death and condemnation to an eternity in hell. Now, that sounds good, but that word alone is going to be problematic here. That each person's sin alone right. brings the wrath of a holy God. Brings the wrath of a holy God. Okay. And this is why. He gets into it. Here you go. We deny that Adam's sin resulted in the incapacitation of any person's free will or rendered any person guilty before, here's the part, he has personally sinned. Yeah. What we're, what we're dealing with right now is the doctrine of original sin. Exactly. They're, they're <laughs> denying that doctrine. They're denying. Well, they're yes. denying. I would even say, uh, would you say federalism? Like, would you? Yeah. Oh, for, clearly I, they're I'm denying I'm just trying to make it. sure I'm, using the, I'm saying the right terms here when yeah, I talk about yeah. this. Look. Okay, so we, we want to affirm with our brothers who do know and love Jesus mm-hmm. um, that all are sinful. Because of the fall of Adam, we've inherited a sinful nature and yes. an environment, Yes, and we are all going to sin volitionally in this life. The problem is is that they say yes. we only incur the wrath of God because of our, our actions, sins. and we, they explicitly reject that we are guilty before God because of Adam's sin. So, I mean, how do they deal with Romans? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5 that what they're saying is whack. All right, why don't you That's read he, uh, Romans 5? Just that section on all right. on, on Adam and, and Christ there. Romans 5, 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, they mm-hmm. affirm that. Yep. Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, they affirm that. Mm-hmm. 
And so death spread to all men. They affirm that. Yep. Because all sinned. Past tense. Yes. Not present tense. Not, not all are sinning. All right. So get this. Sin came into the world through one man and death through sin. Death spread to all men. Death, the consequences of sin that was committed by Adam came to all of us because we all sinned in the garden with Adam. We are guilty for what he did. That's right. There's mystery there, of course. It's natural headship. It's federal headship. It's all of it. Fine. But however you try to square this away, we are guilty for what Adam did because in some way we acted with Adam in the garden. Yes. We are guilty before God because of what happened in the garden. This much is clear in Romans 5. And this is just orthodoxy. Original sin is not just the inheritance of a sinful nature. It is also guilt by what happened in the garden. It's both. Now, let me finish their their denial. Okay. While no sinner is remotely capable of achieving salvation through his own effort, okay, we deny that any sinner is saved apart from a free response to the Holy Spirit's drawing through the gospel. Okay. What do you want to say about that? I just want to make sure I give a full picture. I don't want to just cut it off right there at the denial. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, disturb Joe mid... I'm lighting mid- my cigar. What are you talking about? All right. So we have this, 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 this is really problematic. I know. We're, that's we're, they're, they're non-Calvinists or anti-Calvinists. We're yes. Calvinists. So we're going to disagree. Like we're going to disagree on election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depravity, whatever. We, we can disagree. This is messed up. I agree. This is, this is not We deny good. that any sinner is saved apart from a free response. So that's the part. Apart from a free response. So it's that faith before regeneration. So yeah, we're, we're going to disagree on that. We're going to listen, man. Even Arminians are like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like this, this is kind of this is weird. This is not. This is not. This is this is not what Baptists have believed. Yeah, absolutely. So what about Article Three? All right, th- there's another problem here, and okay, not just okay. because of we differ on the scope of the atonement. Right? As Calvinists, we believe that Christ intentionally died to save the elect. Yeah, he yeah. did not die for the non-elect. They believe that Christ died for all, and that those who believe will receive the benefits of it, right? So that's, that's right. just what we believe. It's fine. Um, but here's what they say. We affirm that the penal substitution of Christ is the only available and effective sacrifice for the sins of every person. And now you're talking, this is, sorry, this is Article 3. Article 3 on the atonement of Christ okay. in the traditionalist statement. All right, so when they say that we affirm that the penal substitution of Christ, that's good, is, o- is the only available sacrifice for the sins of every person, I get that. Right, that, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But they also say that it's the it is the only available and effective sacrifice for the sins of every person. If it's effect, what if it's effective? What does it do? What does it What does effective mean? It means it's going to work, right? Um, it, it it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, so if it's if it if it is the effective sacrifice for the sins of every person, and the sacrifice is intended to do what? To satisfy the wrath of God? To expiate the sins of the people? To reconcile sinners to yeah, God? Yeah. Okay, so if it's effective, that means that 
that for the sins of every person, that means yeah, that every person, a, it means that every person is going to heaven. Every I person is reconciled. Unintentionally, this sounds like universalism. I know that they don't believe that. I know that they're not universal. Yeah, I know, but unintentionally, that's the only logical conclusion you can draw from that. Right. If if you're reading this and you don't know who these guys are, yes, you you could say, oh, so everybody goes to heaven, nobody goes to hell. That's right. Now I know these guys. They're, they're, I don't believe that's what they, they actually they're, think. They're, they're, they're orthodox on their in their belief of hell. Absolutely. But this demonstrates that. This is not a very carefully worded document. This is why we like to rely on the historic confessions because they were so painstakingly pondered, argued, written by real world-class scholars, so like, regardless like, of whether you're talking about the Calvinist documents or the Arminian documents. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I think that uh, there's, there's a problem there. Um, we, you know, we get back to this regeneration issue in Article 5 that you've been talking about, Jimmy. Okay, Article 5? Yeah. So Article 5... Uh, the regeneration of the sinner. Here's what it says. We affirm that any person who responds to the gospel with repentance and faith is born again through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is a new creation in Christ and enters at the moment he believes into eternal life. We deny that any person is regenerated prior to or apart from hearing and responding to the gospel. Maybe we'll do an episode on regeneration. That could be fun. Okay. Because obviously we disagree. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a difference between Calvinists and non-Calvinists. Um, but this is at odds with the Baptist faith and message 63 and 2000. Absolutely. This is prior clear- to the two thousand. To, oh. prior to the 25. Yeah. So we've got one anomalous confession yep. on regeneration and yes. the rest all say the same thing, which is not what these guys are saying. Um, and then we, we can look at them all like article on salvation, the sovereignty of God. And mm-hmm. they say some things in here that are actually really good that we would affirm. Absolutely. So it's not like, listen, you traditionalists who might be listening, and I don't know why you would listen, but if you are listening— Because we're awesome. Well, okay. So our friends who are traditionalists are listening, and we disagree. All right? You think we're lunatics because we say Jesus only died for the elect, and you look at First John, and you look at—what uh, is it? Second Peter, and you're yeah. like, see? You guys are nuts. Okay, fine. We, 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 we disagree on that. But there are some real problems with this statement. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this, please know this. I count you as brothers. Um, I hope And that- sisters. I don't think any ladies in the. I'm, are there I'm any ladies saying, in the traditionalist? There's got a lady. Be. I haven't seen any. You're telling me there's no females. I've been on 316 Roundtable on Facebook. I ain't seen any ladies. Okay, I go to Reform Pubcast. Well, they, yeah, they got traditional. Are there traditional? No, I'm there? just saying. Like, I'm just saying, you can't just look at at a thing and say, "Oh, there's all men." Oh, that fellas, got to be it's no all, women. It's all fellas. I, hey, there's fellas. a lot of women out there that think through these things as well. Oh no, I know that, and they're I know, all Calvinists. I just, hope, I just hope you women would, are smart. Yeah, I hope you would just give women respect. I I give them respect. Okay, I'm just saying. Continue. Okay. Brothers and sisters in Christ. They're right. brothers and sisters. So we're in all Christ. listen. We. I have charismatic friends. I'm not charismatic. I have non-Calvinist friends. I'm not Calvinist. But this statement is not very good for you. I don't think it's good for you. I do not think it reflects the dominant view of Southern Baptists. No. And, of, and listen, I'll tell you this. Most Southern Baptists are not five-point Calvinists either. I don't have a problem saying that. Absolutely. That, that's fine. But this is not very good. You better stick to the Baptist faith and message. Now, I understand that, um, that you might even hate Calvinism. Uh, I, I understand that. And I know that you see a lot of guys that are Calvinists or Calvinist sympathizers who are in positions of leadership in the SBC. Absolutely. And I understand that's frustrating because you feel underrepresented. But, the re- but if you really are the dominant view, if you really are the dominant view and, and that is what's going on, then I kind of feel like it's me asking for White History Month. I, I don't need White History Month. 
because American I, history, why? as is generally taught in the schools, is pretty white. Uh, it's the dominant. <laughs> it's the dominant history. We need African American <laughs> okay. History Month because we have generally pushed that aside, and so we need to learn what we have tended to ignore. So I, I feel like, like you, if you really are the dominant view, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Uh, what, what, what's the word? The reality is, you think that's too far. No, I, I don't think it's too far. I'm just. I, it took me a little bit to understand the direction you were going with that. I'm saying that uh, here's the reality. What I, got, what I thought I heard you saying was traditionalists are all white. That's what I oh, thought I, I was. I, I, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel I like I've seen any person of color on the on the three sixteen website. I've not seen that. Okay, maybe you haven't seen them on the three sixteen website, but I do know I've seen online uh, African American brothers and sisters that were traditionalists. Oh, sure, no, they're non Calvinists, absolutely. Okay, so, I know. No. I just want to make sure I'm like you, you know. No, no, no. So all I'm saying is, if you are the dominant view, you really don't have much to worry about. Okay, get out that, there. That's the part. Vote, it took me a while to get thing. there because it sounded like you thing. were saying one thing. But but the reality is, is Calvinism is not going away. More and more Southern Baptists and more and more Christians are understanding the robust beauty and biblical integrity that is in the Reformed Baptist tradition. And why why are they surprised with that? Like we've taught a whole generation mm-hmm. of sola scriptura. We've taught a whole generation of Baptist principles that have led them back to our origins, which is pretty Calvinistic. And, and so, yeah, why is it a surprise? It shouldn't be a surprise. This. So uh, here's, here's the thing. I don't want the SBC to be a 1689 convention. I like a big tent. I like working with people that are different from me. Reagan. I like people that, uh, that we're, I like cooperating. I'm like, let, let's get going. Let's be about the gospel. But I would say to my traditionalist friends, buckle up because more Calvinists are coming. That's happening. That's happening. That is happening. And uh, Padang. We can all get along. It's not a big deal. But uh, but we need to push each other. We do need to have these debates, these discussions. Absolutely. We don't need to demonize each other. And I know, listen, no. Calvinists do it to, to traditionalists, There's... and traditionalists do it to Calvinists. We need to knock that stuff off. No, and here's the thing is I can actually understand the aggro that we're getting now because for so long, Calvinists have been such jerks. Well, I would say it depends. No, Some, I don't think it depends. Yeah, I think totally I, depends. No, how does it depend? Because Calvinists, especially the Young Restless and Reform Movement. But, but, but that's, like, that's like 20 years old. That's nothing. Okay, but it doesn't matter. But you're still, you're still seeing the repercussions of that. Right, of course. If you're going to fight. But you can't you're gonna say Calvinists. No, I'm Some saying, Calvinists. Fine. Some Calvinists. Yeah. Some Calvinists, a, a vocal sect sure. of Calvinism was such jerks right. that. Were they now, off the chain? Huh? Were they off the chain? They were off the hizzy. Okay, <laughs> that they that now you're seeing, and I don't even think these guys are being jerks, but it's kind of like okay, it's like this. Some traditionalists no, 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 are like jerks, this. dude. Okay, yes, but it's like this. Uh, the NRA, the NRA, right, will fight tooth and nail for everything. Yes, because they've seen what has happened to the t- tobacco industry. Oh yeah, yes. They <laughs> saw the tobacco industry concede certain things and now be demonized and kicked out. Can I, hey man, can I just, uh, and now I the smoke, NRA is not going to, can I smoke over here in the corner of this restaurant? Is that okay? Can I smoke over here? Well, you, you could have 20 years ago. Okay. So now where do you want me now to go? I want you outside. Well, oh, hold on. Just go outside, just outside the door. Is that okay? No, no, I need you to go 20 feet away from the door. Oh, so I get, all right. So I'll just go 20 feet down. Uh, no, okay? I need you to go 20 feet down. That is a approved Section. So then I'm okay there now. Now I'm like, can I smoke there? Uh, no, only uh, during certain times of the day. Oh, okay. And so, th- 
if I know the right time of day, then I can go there and smoke? No, because it's bad for your health. So now it's just now in your home, basically, is where you can in Illinois, anyways. You in Illinois, uh, yeah, it's only in your home, and if there's no children. <laughs> so, but here's what I'm saying, though. No, you I see, cal- you yeah. see that, right? Like right. you see that because you know the tobacco industry played ball, they lost so much. Yeah, and now you and see, the rights of God honoring cigar smokers yeah. <laughs> have been trampled. I know, upon. but you see why? That's what I'm trying to say yeah. is now like the NRA, the traditionalists are like the well, NRA they, don't play. They don't play, and the traditionalists are not going to play right now. Yeah, they, well, I, here's the thing: if we're the minority, they ain't getting beat up. If we're the minority, how are they getting beat up? If we're the ones that are that that perhaps have been beat up. There was small You really think so? Listen. You really Hold on. You really think in the SBC that in the SBC the Calvinists are somehow being ostracized since the 1920s until today. Yes. Really you think That's so? That's the history. You really think so? Prominent Calvinists are leading the convention now. Okay, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But Are you for, really going to say? From the 1920s until now. When did Al Mohler come in? 1993. No, okay, so not until now. So you had Al Mohler. Who else did you have after that? Well, no, until now, yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. I don't. I really don't buy the argument that Calvinists are somehow. It's like when. Uh, it's like when the white evangelical church of America talks about being persecuted. No, no, no. no. It's totally that, I, I just Listen, don't buy You don't it. understand don't the history. Buy, you don't I, don't, under- I don't buy that that's persecution. You don't understand the history of the SBC. That's the problem. And here. that's fair enough. And okay, I'm, so, I'm willing to concede so that point. When you, when, once you get to the 1920s, you've got E.Y. Mullins at Southern Seminary, and okay. you've got this drift away from Calvinism. Okay, well, until, until 63. Okay, no, no, no. That's just on the doctrine of regeneration. Calvinism as a system Calvinism as an understanding of scripture, as a theological position, has has not flourished. It's been a minority. I agree with that, but I'm okay. saying— It's been the minority. Okay, but how could you say it's been a persecuted minority? I didn't say persecuted. Okay. But it has been a minority. It cannot be the bullies. It cannot be the bullies. We are the NRA. That's all I want to say. <laughs> all right, so you're saying because it's a minority, it can't be the bullies. Because it didn't have the power. Oh, now you're doing a callback to our uh, racism episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see how I got you there? I knew, I knew, I, I felt like, I felt that. I felt. Y- now, I compl- listen, here's hey, the thing. Hey, you complete me. He just did the square again. You complete me. All right, listen, we, we, we love people that we do. Hey, a couple things, real, real, real quick. Right, uh, go. The good and the bad in this statement. There's a lot of stuff in here that's good. Great, great commission. There's some stuff, yep. statements here that we like. Yep. The bad. Absolutely. I love their emphasis on reaching the lost. Yep. Absolutely. I really do love that. I yep. think that is something that needs to be embraced right. more among our Reformed brethren. Yeah, and I, I think if, if they would take just 10% of their angst about Calvinism and put it towards evangelism, uh, the kingdom would come in its fullness. Wait, you're saying they're not <laughs> reaching out? No, I think if they would just add just 10% more, but 10% from their angst, I'd be post-mill. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, the bad, we disagree, so that, that not even talking about the fine. bad. Yeah. Uh, the regeneration thing does not work with the confessions, and the statement on original sin is terrible. That's, that's just, it's whack, it's bad. Uh, future of the SBC, what do you see? What's coming down the pike? I do think that the, uh, it's going to continue, the uh, reform theology is going to continue to grow. I think yeah. that these are the people that are writing. I think these are the people that are, are speaking. I think these are the people... That are influencing. Guess what? The convention. Just talk to publishers. Who buys books? 
reformed. Yeah, the Calvinist-friendly people are buy a lot of books, buy more books than anybody else. That's why the publishers increasingly are looking to tap into that who haven't been tapped into that before. Yeah. So it is going to continue to grow, but we can get along, man. Just just hang with the BFM 2000. We'll all be fine. We'll all be cool. Don't worry about it. Um, let's pay attention. Let's vote. Let's do all of our thing. And I think let's be charitable. Like, I think there's... Yeah. I mean, we're like, having fun here. We're, we're having, having fun, fun, but I think we need to be charitable. Uh, Mostly you. We need to be charitable. You can be more charitable. We need to be charitable in that we, like Joe mentioned before, like, these are our brothers and sisters in Christ. I would go out and share the gospel with these guys. I wouldn't, I would, it'd be fine. Like, share, wait, when you say share with, you're not saying you're going to share it to them. You're yeah, going to no, say, no, I don't think they together. know Jesus. That's what I'm saying. No, okay, stop no. it. I would go out. We would, like, we would work together yeah man let's go out and preach jesus in the park let's do it yeah exactly absolutely and um and if you come to our church i uh i think you guys would dig it you know unless <laughs> i mean we just wrapped up a, a series on the five points of calvary yeah they won't so dig that they won't dig that. that but i'll be in luke i'll be in luke i bet they would dig most of that and they i might. would probably dig a lot of what they do unless they were preaching on the five points of the remonstrance who didn't like calvinism anyway Jimmy. big thanks to justin bond of jbondmedia.com thanks the- jbond Audio visual wizard of doctrine and devotion. If you've got coming any here next week, you audio know. visual come or hang photography needs, nice. hit up jbondmedia.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram Media, and Twitter named after the lady at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine here, and Devotion. You can head on our website, doctrinedevotion.com. Click on the contact us page, fill up the form, send us your thoughts, your ideas, your suggestions. You can also click on the sign up page, sign up for our email list. Uh, hit up the store, buy a t-shirt, a hoodie, a journal, a book, a video, and that helps to support the podcast. Um, Joe is already wrapping up. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta take care of my mom at night. All right, all right, all right. So what did I just say? You go ahead, do your thing. Uh, bye. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What's the thing that goes next? Oh, yeah. Fresh leave, pod. A, leave an honest five-star review oh. on iTunes. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Articles on Wednesday. Video content coming soon on 2019. Fridays. Later. Thank <laughs> you.